1: So, welcome to Wednesday afternoon. Up next, we've got Dustin's Vinyl. Here's your host and the man with the music, Anthony
2: Captain and
3: Dustin Chapin. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That was the smoothest intro Jay has ever done. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like it was one. Good. It was good, man. I think he's been practicing in the mirror.
3: Yeah. He just mentioned me. He mentioned Yeah, He did. You. He got us
1: all in there. It was yeah. just one that wasn't like a, didn't go for the like monster truck thing. It <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> Sunday. He yeah. yeah. was just himself. It was organic. I have this thing. You know what this is?
3: Uh, a comb? No. What is that? Oh. oh, a screwdriver?
1: No. It's the thing on the tripod. You,
3: oh. Yeah.
1: That's what we do here. We're gonna do a show and tell. Um, what's up, buddy? <laughs> Good to see you, man. So I'm a little tired. I just woke up. Oh, no, that's okay. Napped. I you went, know what this is? It's a clicker to your sound thing. So your light.
3: Yeah, it's probably for the... Oh, no, it's for the camera. It's for right, my webcam. Remote
1: control. At least I was in the
3: ballpark. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even know what it was. I just <laughs> I just saw it and I picked it up.
1: <laughs> Let's just do that around our house. You <laughs> so know what this is? Uh, uh ooh. A Band-Aid wrapper.
3: Oh. Somebody's got a boo boo.
1: This is? Oh, it's the Zoom oh. six
3: Well, you broke the back, remember? Right. Oh shit. wait, did I ever replace that?
1: No. Oh you've given, you given me enough. You you produced two albums. <laughs> <laughs>
3: right. Oh man, it's so it's good. just there taunting me. Just taunting exposed you. batteries.
1: Well I, as I lifted it, it broke. It fell off. So <laughs> it's got gum wrappers
3: on it. I don't know what that is. Oh man
1: so disorganized so cool man it's good to see you it's uh fun i was uh i was on the road a little bit we had birthdays we had both had birthdays i'm the 11th you're the 13th which is pretty cool makes us almost uh siamese twins
3: (laughs) and you were you were doing a a weekend of shows for your for your birthday
1: i was well it was uh on the 11th then i left the 12th so uh, leah took me to um Musso and Frank's, which is Ooh. like a legendary restaurant um, yeah. in uh, Hollywood. It's kind of one of those places where, you know, the waiters are a little too old and they're wearing like red jackets, it's kind of like Dangerfields.
3: Oh, like Dangerfields. <laughs> <laughs> Chario guy. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: But, uh, did they tell jokes? They did. They did. <laughs> he did a type five when he gave me my check. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah it was fun it's like a prime rib you know fancy a little lobster Ooh. cocktail you know the good stuff you know nice kind dude. of meal you're like uh can we do a payment plan all right yeah. <laughs> 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 like flex pay yeah.
3: <laughs> we'll, we'll come back we'll put the dessert on yeah. layaway we'll be back
1: exactly It was nice though and then uh yeah then we're on tour with uh the the great nate bergazzi which is oh, fantastic nice. we went to corpus christi oh cool Fucking it was well it ended up being cool but it did not start out cool. So I'm flying uh, American. Or I like to call it cock. Oh, can I say cocksucker? Okay, cocksuckers. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm flying and we're, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's like DFW is the worst airport on the planet. It is literally because it's just not set up for connections. Like you literally, like you fly into, have you ever flown it before? Have you ever been in that airport, Anthony? uh wait wait, where is it DFW dallas for
3: war oh no no i never uh okay just driven through dallas it's a
1: horrible airport my brother was an alcoholic and would drive the shuttle drunk i mean they they have no (laughs) they they don't check anything like it's just a terrible airport and you fly into like gate d and then you got to get to gate a and you got to take a train and a choo-choo thing and a a donkey and like it's horrible by the time you get there it's like of course the plane's gone and I was sprinting <laughs> through the airport like a maniac, oh, like O.J. No. like O.J. Simpson before he killed people. And I'm just <laughs> running through the airport. And then I, and they leave 10 minutes early before departure. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? And I am just like flipping out. And then this other girl comes in and she's flipping out and she's got a little Middle Eastern looking. So I tell her, I go, you better stop doing that. (laughs) (laughs) It's like she's like just throwing shit. I'm like, trust me, this is Texas. You need to stop right now. (laughs) So I'm huddling this girl. I'm like, dude, really got to stop. And so then this old lady, she's 73. And meanwhile, it's closed. The door's shut. There's no way of us getting on the plane at all. And this lady, 73. Runs, starts sprinting. Meanwhile, the door's closed. There's none. She's running. and we, By the time we could tell her not to run, she gets tangled up in the, you know, the thing that, the, 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 you know, what is that? The rope thing or whatever, you know, that separates the, the, the lines. She gets oh, yeah. caught up in that and then just pops her head, man. And just like, just, I mean, we thought she was dead. And she just like hits the ground. And then, and it's like the time where you think like how much of, how much humanity do I have? because she's laying over there just mm-hmm. knocked out and she's somebody's grandmother. But meanwhile, I got a show to make. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm like, oh, she's breathing, right? Okay. So when's the next flight? Could we just get, quick?" <laughs> and everybody's just like, get out of here, dude. There's like a lady on the ground. And so then I got to go to a thing. And so I missed the first show and it broke my heart. Oh no. And I almost want American airlines to pay for that show. Because I was just like, dude, like you and they, you know, and the thing is when you're a comic and you're, you know, you were the only ones that are trying to get to something. Everybody else got it. Your uncle can wait. You know what yeah. I mean? Your vacation can wait. But it's like we got a start time. And Deadlines. so I, yeah. I just went crazy. So, you know, we got there, whatever. We, then we went to Twin Peaks, which is like um, after the show, which is kind of like Hooters, but with a hiking theme and a lumberjack. <laughs> Motif, so Twin Peaks, get it? So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so we drown ourselves with bad French fries and and girls with with checkered boobs, and everything was okay. But you know, and then the shows are great. You know, it's like his new hour is the greatest. Hour. He's gonna pop like it's in another way. It's his bring the pain. This hour is phenomenal. Wow. It's phenomenal. It's like the kind of hour you're like. Well, I guess I could go back to school.
4: Is <laughs>
1: <laughs> like what are we doing here? And it was so fun. I had a good time, you know. I told a lot of stories about me and him and you know cuz we had a we had a funny history and you know I used to drink a lot with him and stuff. And I remember one time we we're at the Village Lantern and hmm. we were there and uh And he was on the other side of the bar and I was on the, you know how that place is like, it's a big bar when you walk in left and right. So I'm on the right side of the bar area drinking, being goofy. And then there was this guy that was messing with me. Right. And he's just like, you know, just kind of messing with me and stuff. And then i was pissed at him because the the night before he was at another bar and he tried to pick up my old roommate Nick, like literally, not like hit on him, but pick him <laughs> up, to like lift
3: him. <laughs> yeah, because
1: he's a little person. And so I was literally having a conversation. He's Russian, by the way. And so and I'm just like, dude, like you can't be picking up. I mean, I had to have a conversation with a grown man about this. You can't pick up my roommate. You can't just like <laughs> pick him up and shake him. He's not a doll. <laughs> And so he wants to fight me and so he's russian so i think our country's on the line so i'm like okay (laughs) and he just hits me and my cowboy hat flies across the room i get the shit kicked out of me and i'm just taking hits but i'm like you know i'm drunk and i'm from texas so i get back up all the time you know yeah yeah can't keep me on the floor but but when you're drunk you can't fight you're like there's his head (laughs) (laughs) it's like so it's a horrible fight and then i get mad at nate because Nate's at the end of the bar and he has no idea it's happening. He's like, well, I think Vandy's going to go all the way. Like he's talking college football and I'm getting my ass kicked. And so I he get out of there. Notice. Yeah. I'm so mad. And I'm like, Nate, where were you dude? Like I was going to fight. And so we fight the whole way home and we're roommates. So he's driving me home. And then I get out, I go, let me out. Like we're married or something. And I'm like, and then he keeps driving like a bad husband. And then, so I get a trash can and I throw it, throw a New York trash can at his car. And then,
4: and he oh, stopped.
1: And then I get in and I was like, I'm sorry about that, dude. He's like, don't worry about it, buddy. And then, and then we just drive <laughs> off. And all of a sudden, we look to the left and there's two cops eating donuts just watching the whole <laughs> thing go down. I don't know if there's ever been a, a you know, a, a white privilege, but I think that was the moment where I experienced it. <laughs>
4: <laughs> That's and great. Anyway, so we
1: do. So we do. We share real stuff here on Dustin's Vinyl. Yeah. So um, the random pull today. I'm just, uh, you know, pretty excited. Uh, kind of goes with the theme. It's uh, releasing music after people are dead. Okay. And uh, <laughs> this is an album that came out. This album did not get a lot of hype. Uh, this is the Jimi Hendrix, uh, Both Sides of the Sky. It's 13 unreleased uh, songs uh, by Jimi Hendrix. Um, it's uh, it's a really phenomenal album. It's 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 a lot of kind of weird bluesy stuff that you didn't quite hear on a lot of the rock albums. You know, some traditional blues stuff. And, uh, you know, it's a, Lover Man's really good. Train of Common, which is a solid. Hear my train of common. Um, you know, it's got some Woodstock footage. Stuff that just, they kind of just compiled a bunch of stuff that wasn't on albums, and they kind of put yeah. it on this. And the estate is kind of weird. They don't really do a lot of releases and stuff. But this is a pretty cool one that got released. So if you're into Hendrix and there's you want to hear something you haven't heard, because God knows, you know, Foxy Lady's been played a million times. <laughs> Or, what do you got? You doing some Hendrix?
3: I don't know how to play five. Do whatever, man.
1: (laughs) Just be. I'll take it. That's all right, dude. That's better than we could all do. (laughs) There you go.
3: I can't tell if I'm playing the Pearl Jam one or the uh, the Hendrix one. We're not making fun of you.
1: I won't let Jeff make fun of you anymore. (laughs)
3: Because
1: he can't play it. So we're all excited that you're even trying. There you go. There you go. (laughs)
3: You know how it goes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I do. So, you know, and today's going to be interesting because, you know, I wonder how people feel as an artist. Like, how would you feel if, like, when you die, someone releases, like, you know, an Anthony album that maybe you weren't that excited about? Maybe there's a reason why you didn't release it. You know, how would you feel about that?
3: Yeah, I mean... You know, as an artist, how do you feel? I'd be dead so it wouldn't matter then but thinking about it now yeah. it would be nice if whoever was handling it cared about the quality you know like yeah. I, I feel like Prince probably he knew he was putting stuff in the vault I feel yeah. like there's a bunch yeah. of stuff that's labeled with his, his wishes oh with his consent we'll talk
1: about it with yeah, yeah. but, but with um, Jimi
3: Hendrix clearly he didn't expect any of that. Yeah. So,
1: well, even th- some th- of the th- songs th- on it kind of sound like a warm-up. Yeah. You know, kind of like he was just warming up and somebody's like,
3: yeah. <laughs>
1: you, know? <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Like I don't even know if so- he even knew some of this is recorded. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. It's kinda like, you know, throwing I a- I don't know. Like if you got a joke that's not ready that you know, you have like a shitty set that like God knows I have many of those on video somewhere. And somebody releases <laughs> somebody one of your awful out. bombs yeah. <laughs> just that time. I just went off on the the fucking manager or something. And it's like I don't know if I want that released when I'm dead, you
3: know? Yeah. Well, so. but you think about like the, the Mitch Hedberg Comedy Central special. Yeah. The the unedited version of oh, it's great. Is he's him bombing, bombing. Left yeah. right. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. And that's that's been released on well, the He Comedy was
1: alive TV. when that came out, I think, right? When the when the I, bomb I think, came out. I yeah, think he, was so. he was alive. He
3: was When the D V D came
1: out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He was yeah, alive. I so he so. had to have had some sort of like yeah. you know. He's the kind of guy that was weird and Kaufman esque, so he wouldn't have cared, you know. I
3: mean, yeah, and it was so cool watching it i saw bomb on letterman
1: he tried to go through the curtain and stuff and he started talking to the curtain really i don't remember that one yeah i don't know if that's i think it's all all in the in the set i know i don't know maybe it's just footage from it but i'll uh, i'll look that up but anyway so we're excited to start the show we've got a lot to talk about and uh you know it's gonna be a good one so let's bring in our riff raff Let's start this theme song that we made up right before we started. Let's go. Okay. Uh (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, let's bring in my uh, music comedy brothers, Jeffrey Paul, Adam Holtz, everybody. Yeah.
3: Hey,
1: Jeff, have you ever missed a gig because you couldn't get there? Uh, No. Oh, shut up. Like you're better than us.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, Jeff, I got uh, one. Yeah. You're, you Jeff, suck. you're old like me, so you get it. One time I was driving, this is before uh, GPS, but the flip phones were still a thing, right? I was doing a Roger Paul gig. We all know what that is. And so I'm driving to Pennsylvania to do this gig, right? And I, all I have is a, a flip phone. And I don't know where I'm going. I'm completely lost. And I had Yahoo Maps. Remember that? We had to print out like five pages of directions. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so I'm like looking at the Yahoo Maps and I'm trying to drive, it. I can't do it. So I call my mom in Texas, and my mom and my stepdad over the phone have an atlas and they're trying to <laughs> figure out where I'm at. It's pouring rain. And they're like telling me, okay, well, it says this highway's here. And it's like, it's friggin' anyway, that's that's, that's flipping yes that's parents it really is gig is stuck with me that's pretty awesome that you've never missed a gig that's that's like uh who's that baseball player never missed a game oh yeah you're like the Ripken. you're like the wow he never missed impressive. a game he had
3: like a, his career was like 30 years yeah, yeah. that's where jeff's headed man wow ripkin of impressive. stand-up comedy <laughs> I've forgotten about gigs. and
4: Yes, <laughs> all the time, all
1: the time. How did Jeff never miss the gig? Well, I, time. Uh, well, I, I
0: never missed a gig from i traveling. Okay. I did have to cancel the day of because uh, I had to go to the hospital because of kidney stones.
1: That's Ooh. not the same, dude.
0: I said it's not the same.
3: Well, yeah. I got hit by a car on my way to a gig, and I made it to the gig on time.
1: Yes, that's a trooper right there. <laughs>
3: meanwhile you're
1: probably probably gonna die when you're
3: 46
1: (laughs) (laughs) he's had internal bleeding for the last 20 years
3: um i hope it was a good set (laughs) yeah the car was going fast enough to to knock me completely on the ground in the middle of the street and uh fast enough for me to go to the hospital after the gig to get an x-ray
1: wow i think you was a grinch right i think you were coming to my gig it was the gig
3: Uh, Well, I had two gigs. I had one at the Sidewalk Cafe Mm. in New York, Ah. and then I was at Greenwich Village Comedy Club uh, after. It was like a weekday. Yeah. Um, I don't know what happened. That one got canceled. So I went to the hospital instead.
1: Oh, that's great. Yeah. I just hope, you know, both those clubs are not worth dying for. So (laughs) It's it's only a couple of shows, The Beacon, Carnegie. You know, there's only a couple of places that are worth dying for. It's worth getting hit by a car for. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) He's gonna die. He's gonna 46. That's what I, I said it here. <laughs> Come anyway, on! <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: gonna be a weird show. I like uh, it. Oh, shut up! You're gonna live to be older than all of us. You got those <laughs> good genes. You're skinny, like naturally skinny. Jeff and I are fighting food all the time. Like you, you could eat, you could eat like six pizzas and be that skinny. You'll be. <laughs>
3: I had a deep dish for breakfast. Exactly. So you are. What's
1: up, Adam? I heard you were to Hollywood. Beat you know, on oh, yep. Network. That's what I heard. <laughs> yeah, over at CBS.
4: Uh, wow, <laughs> CBS.
3: Can you put in a word for me? I just love saying that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, was, CBS. Fun, uh, <laughs> yeah,
2: so what'd you do over there? Uh, so we were uh, we were working on the set for Entertainment Tonight. Oh,
1: there you go. Very
2: good. Yeah, cool. So it was pretty cool being on the back lot and. Um, getting to uh, walk through uh, New York Street where um, where they filmed a lot of the exteriors for Seinfeld.
1: Oh, that's cool. Oh. Very cool. So, yeah, that is so weird when they do, like, New York, but it's not New York. Yeah. Just film it in New York. New York needs it right now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so are they still using that set for other New York shows?
2: Yeah. Oh, wow. So they continuously yeah, it's, use it. Okay. It's not yeah, like they a- just swatch out, swap out the uh, storefronts and the signs. And-
3: really? Really?
1: It's always weird when they like say it's New York and you're like, dude, that's Toronto. You know? Right? <laughs> <laughs> like when they do movies and stuff, you're like, that's not New York, dude. There's no way. Look how right clear that's. There, that there are mountains in the background. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. You're like, there's no way. So what was your week like, Jeff? How you been?
0: My week was good. Thank you. I'm good. Uh see. So, yeah, I was up in the uh, first i shows this weekend but extremes i was at the jersey shore in seabright okay and then i was up uh, in oh. uh in uh new hope uh pennsylvania
1: oh, okay all right how was the shows shows were great man it was yeah. really really good thank you you feel like you got all your rhythm back from like doing uh, shows well, again i don't think so i mean you know, you know it, it,
0: new york is still very weird it, you know it's still kind of like I don't know if there are restrictions or not, but things seem to be closing earlier than, than normally. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, you know, you, instead, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting up, but um, instead of maybe doing two or three sets a night, I'm lucky if I'm doing one, yeah. you know. So, and, and when you're trying to work out new stuff, which I'm trying to do, you know, that's where I don't feel like the rhythm is 100%.
1: I kind of like that because um, I left New York for L.A. and now New York's exactly like L.A. when it comes to stage time. So, (laughs) because I I don't want to be regretting, like these guys are getting up five times a night. It's like no, it's just like us. We're all good.
0: Uh, It's very very rare. I mean, it's it's like maybe once a week I'll do like something where I'll get up uh, two, maybe even three times. But like it's it's not like it was prior to the pandemic
1: can you explain your background real quick i know you got a new office and everything like what's what's in the yeah here? what do you got yeah there? so okay so
0: back here there's yeah. a drumhead, and that's signed by the four original uh members of the ramones okay um, that's if cool. now if you see where my finger is over here this yeah. is a signed uh picture from uh barry manilow <laughs> <laughs> nice and if that's you go, I like you about know,
1: jeff there's like these two worlds that collide all the oh, time. worlds are going to be
0: a <laughs> co- continuous colliding do not worry. Okay, so now you have, you see, like there are three compact discs. One is, see where my finger is? That is the Doobie Brothers. Above it is Willie Nelson. And okay. over here is Alice Cooper. Nice. And back here, group. like right, okay, right where my finger is, that is the late, great uh, Frankie Benelli from uh, uh, Quiet Riot.
1: Okay, all right. That works. That's quite- I like it, man. That's quite a background you got. I like it. Thanks. I got this Asian thing. Can I say that? <laughs> 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 I couldn't get my green screen right I still try to get that cool thing that you guys have but I just I, I'll, I need to take a full day to figure out how to download that All right. So our first album we're talking about today is uh, it's a comic that's old school comedian. Um, she is uh, somebody that I saw when I was a kid a lot on television and stuff. And a lot of the kind of, uh, you know, you probably don't know who these people are, Anthony, but like Dinah Shore and, uh, you know, Dick Cavett's and whatever. Who else?
3: Is she I owns? know the names. You yeah. have heard the names. Who's the guy that created I, Jeopardy? There,
1: I don't know who created that, it. He's created Jeopardy. What's that guy, Jeff? What's that guy's name?
0: So, so, yeah. I didn't hear what you said. The guy
1: who created Jeopardy, the the, the television R- was it, show. Was it Merv I, Griffin, was... Merv Griffin. Oh, oh, Griffin. That's created, it. I Griffin. Griffin?
3: I didn't know Merv Griffin, yeah. Griffin created Jeopardy. Yeah. And, and oh, yeah. Uh, Will of Fortune as well. Oh.
1: Uh, so she was always on shows like that, kind of these old school shows. And then I would and I was obsessed with the episodes of uh, Laugh-In, which I think is one of the greatest TV shows of the 60s and yeah. Kind of tapped into all this stuff, and so she's one of those comedians, um, Phyllis Diller, who we're talking about today. And Phyllis Diller is one of these comedians that just had this kind of just just fun kind of spark to her. She was wild and outrageous, and she wore these wigs and she had boas, and you know, and she was you know, and she was pretty old when she like started hitting, like becoming kind of like Dangerfield. It's kind of like a female Dangerfield. She kind of hit it late. And she started out a younger career and stuff, and uh, I think it was kind of like a radio thing, was looking you know, they just kind of created this like she's like one of the first female stand-ups and she did it on radio and it was this thing that kind of like worked. Next thing you know, she's doing it two years, and then she's playing clubs like the Blue Angel in New York City and whatever. But Phyllis Diller is what I would call a perfect joke machine. Like the jokes, there's no fat. And it's also like you know, the more you think about it, it's 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 kind of like joke jokes in the sense of like it's just for the, it's just for the laugh. Like there's comedians like I'm working with Nate this weekend and Nate is like, you know, he's pulling from his life and he's pulling, you know, making fun of his kid. He's making fun of his wife and his dad. And stuff. this is not that this is like just somebody that got get on, got on stage and just bam, bam, just just and And she would talk about her husband who wasn't a real person. You know this guy Fang was not she she did, wasn't married. There was this guy named Fang that she just made up, but but made these perfect jokes that to kind of like basically husband jokes. and then she and and then she would do like getting old her old jokes are hilarious. And so I mean, Jeff and I try to play with that idea What and then she you see her, you hear hers and you're like, man, she just crushes it just like and it just set up punch set up punch and just so much fun to watch and then if it doesn't get and if she's not making fun of her husband or her house she, then she's making fun of how dumb her dog is i've never heard that that's so funny to me her dog <laughs> her dog puts his butt out the window you know that's how dumb the dog is so she, she just has she just becomes she's just like craftsman of you know jokes that are just like laugh per second and so it's just so fun and uh you know this this album was live in los angeles and i wanted to pick one uh, where she's a little bit later in her career because it's like because i feel sometimes that's great to see in a comedian because you could just they've done all the work to get so the later ones are always pretty cool that's why like you know carlin's was great and like this is great just because it's you know they've they've worked so many sets out and this is kind of like their swan song or their last kind of you know thing so um, but I really enjoyed this album. I think it was fun. It's, it's uh, you know, it just represents just kind of jokes and it is really you can't help but laugh, you know, and it feels it doesn't feel that dated because it's so tight and perfect. So, you know, a lot of the jokes. So even if it is kind of about stuff that's a little back back in the day, you don't feel that as much because it's she's it's such poetry in the sense of like a setup and a punch material. So and, you know, I feel like a lot of comics don't do that anymore like everybody's trying to be a storyteller everybody's trying to you know be edgy everybody's trying to do all these things and i think somebody like this is just kind of you know really the foundation of of really what stand-up comedy is and so i enjoyed this album um she's making it's fun she's making you know the madonna references and things like that it's just you know it was a really cool album i really enjoyed it and uh i laughed all the way through it so phyllis diller is a beast and people don't talk about her enough, and they should. I think she should be in that conversation of a great joke teller. So, anyway, that's what I said about it. The- Anthony, talk to us. How'd you feel about that, Phyllis Diller?
3: I I liked it. I, I uh, it was really fun. It's like you said. It's just pretty much set up punchline jokes. Some of them even felt like they could have been street jokes. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was it was very joke, very jokey. But you got like, to understand almost-
1: a lot of these people they wrote them first and then they became yeah, yeah. so popular they became street they jokes. became street yeah yeah it's so because that, that's what happens you know yeah comedians get the people are like that's a joke joke like no dude i wrote that in 68. <laughs>
3: yeah yeah and that, that could be that could be it like the one about the uh where it's the 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 jewish guys in confession with a priest and he's had sex with a cheated on his wife had sex with like a young woman and is like uh the priest is like, Why are you telling me you're Jewish? She's like, I'm telling everyone. Uh, so I don't know if she wrote that, but that's like I definitely mean, a joke. It could I be a heard.
1: Borscht Belt kind of joke, but I think yeah. for the most part, she wrote, you know, most of yeah, them yeah. Or, had, or had her writers write them. You
3: know? But it was cool because it's, it's yeah. like uh, sort of, you know, it's almost vaudeville. It's like
1: very vaudeville, yeah.
3: Vaudeville to it's er, very early stand up, even though yeah. it was recorded in what, 2000 or 2001. So it's like the style stayed the same yeah. from from those early days which is yeah. it's cool to hear but you can also hear like where some more modern comedians took some influences from her you know style and delivery and well even like some kind of stuff you do
1: i i see yeah. like you know it's similar and just a short punch joke you know
3: yeah stuff you know, that you no, know no is, fat on it yeah yeah and the, the kind of like absurd kind of where you know it didn't happen you know that 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 kind of stuff doesn't Cause it's you don't have any fat
1: in your act or on your body. Like you're just <laughs> <laughs> completely fat free. Uh, but yeah, I just think she's a lot of fun. Jeff, talk to me, baby.
0: Uh, well, first off, I mean with Phyllis Dillard for our younger viewers, uh, if you don't know her, you may recognize her voice. She is the mom of uh, Peter Griffin's uh, mother on mm. family guy.
1: Okay. You oh. know, so she,
0: so yeah. So yeah. So you may recognize her voice from there. Um, I, I always liked Phyllis Diller. I, you know, she, remember she would, I think she would have like, a uh, like a cigarillo, like, you know, like a, 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 you know, thing that you put the cigarette in and she had yeah. the boas and, you know, like you said, and it, it was very, very glitzy. It always felt like yeah. it, it added a certain yeah. class and, and glamor to comedy. Um, I heard the album that you recommended and it's sick how, much just tag something, and tag something, oh my and tag God. something. Yeah. Especially right. on that that old bit, which is like an over 15 minute segment on the album. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's so funny. It's so good. And you know, like yeah, like I, yeah, that was a good point you made. It does sound like a little bit like the these the street jokes, but she delivers them and they work. And the thing is the bottom line is I'm I'm at the gym. I'm listening to this and I'm laughing. And so it, it, to me, it's funny. And I think she she was always great. She always used to kill on those shows. You know, her and Joan Rivers, um, oh, yeah. I still don't think get enough. But, I mean, there really just seemed to be, like, such a big gap between Joan Rivers and Phils Diller in terms of, like, recognition, how people talk uh, revere them. And she was, like, back as a kid, like, you know, watching these uh, old talk shows, she was just as funny, man. She was yeah. great. So, yeah, I enjoyed going back and listening to this.
1: Yeah, there's a really cool documentary that came out about her. And uh, I, I watched it. It's fantastic. And I think we her kids in it or whatever, it kind of, like, guides through. And, yeah, the Joan Rivers one's amazing, too. But the, the Phyllis Dilla, I don't know if a lot of people saw it. I don't know what it's on. I think it, it might be on HBO, but it's really, really good.
3: Well, I'm, I'm going to look for it. Or yeah. if it's on Showtime, I'm going to use the, the <laughs> password. using my stuff? <laughs> you sucker. Yeah.
1: Okay. Adam,
2: what do you think about old Phyllis Dilla? Have you ever heard of her before? Uh, I did, I okay. did, and uh, I I enjoyed the album a lot more than I thought I was going to. Um, I, I thought the the start of it, the first five minutes or so, was just nonstop old jokes. Yeah, and I was just like, I hope this isn't the whole album.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but uh, she's so but, good I mean, at them, you. though. So oh good. yeah, 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 they're great. What was it? She was the Madonna of the Geritol set. Yeah, was that the, <laughs> the opening one? I yeah. grab my crotch just because it's falling off. Right, <laughs> that's
0: hysterical. That's
2: great. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, she—you uh, know—it's—it's a, it's a barrage of jokes. It's uh, some—I mean—great one-liners, great punchlines, a lot of reference, a lot of, a lot of celebrity references in there, and yeah. a, a lot of celebrity names I hadn't heard in a long time too. <laughs> oh, yeah. <That's> Elizabeth Taylor, <laughs> yeah. right? Elizabeth Taylor, that's, Zsa that's, Zsa, yeah. Zsa Gabor. Yeah uh, Sid Caesar. There there was uh I
3: yeah, love the Sid
1: Caesar joke. She goes, You just just ask the lady at the counter. Right. She'll <laughs> tell you who you are. <laughs> uh,
3: there was a Willie Nelson reference, I think. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. Probably. Uh any Twitchers out there? Do you guys know Phyllis Diller? If so, do you think she's funny? Do you like her? It's like give us we would love some input on Phyllis Diller you, if you at know. all.
2: Have you guys watched the show Hacks? On HP? I haven't. I have heard it's great. Yeah, so uh, so Gene Smart, um, who, who plays Debra Vance, the the main character on the show, uh, I was just reading an interview with her, and she said Phyllis Diller was one of her main inspirations too. Um, the if you, uh, especially after listening to this album, you could you could you could definitely tell there's uh you know it's influenced her character. I think she said her character is kind of a cross between Phyllis Diller and Joan Rivers, and Joan Rivers was influenced by by Phyllis Diller also. Yeah, absolutely. Um,
4: yeah.
1: It's just fun comedy. You know, it's just like, and I always feel, you know, this is like, when I was teaching a clinic right now, it would just be like, these are the kind of comedians that, you know, you should learn from like a lot of times people try to be like Doug Stanhope or Brigazzi mm-hmm. or, or Chappelle. And you're like, I'm like, dude, that's way too advanced for you. Like it's not, <laughs> <laughs> it's like you watch somebody like Phil Stella like, this is how you learn how to structure a joke and how you get to the laugh. And it's just like, I mean, you know, and, and nobody's getting laughs like this anymore. Maybe the closest person to getting laughs like her is probably like David Tell. And I think that's, you know, to me, David Tell is kind of like an edgy Phyllis Diller. <laughs> ah. You know, it's just like punch, bam, bam. And just but not a lot of people are doing that, you know, you know, maybe a Tom Cotter, even like guys like that or Wendy Lieberman or people like that. But very few people uh, yeah. that are getting laughs this quickly.
0: Those are yeah. good. those are very, very good examples. Yeah. Like, like, again, Tag, tag. And then you just when you think she's done, she's she's adding three more.
1: Yeah. yeah uh, just mm-hmm. like, bah, 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 you know, the machine guns, you know, it's like machine gun comedy. You know, it's like I can do that for like maybe five minutes or maybe seven. But it's like these people are doing it for like the whole act. And so it's just, you know, it's a lot.
3: Yeah, 45 how, minutes how, of just rapid fire.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm good for like maybe seven. I'm like, <laughs> OK, let me let me stretch out something.
3: <laughs> how often is she
1: turning over her act, though? Because that's got to be like, you know, I no, mean. it's not a lot. You know, it's kind of she, like a, a very similar to Dangerfield where it's like she probably doing kind of a probably 30 minutes is the greatest hits. And then maybe there's like a new 15 or something. That's what I would think, you know. From just being in comedy with guys like that, because Stephen writes like that, he'll do like a new he tried to do a new hour, that didn't quite work out, but I think when I've seen him best, it's like he you know kind of adds in another ten with the older stuff you saw those him are jokes like
3: working you- out in a whole hour
1: I did yeah uh, in uh, in Vegas at the New yeah. Orleans casino, so yeah he, he did a like guitar at the end and stuff. But, uh, <laughs> but, but he he was funny but it's hard to listen to that sometimes like you know even because i used to be a little set up punchy and i still am but i try to riff a little more than i used to and to break it up but i think uh you know it's just like it's interesting what your mind's conditioned to hearing it's just like i don't know but like set up punch after a while, it's it's a lot, you know.
3: It takes a toll on the audience too. It can,
1: yeah. That's why it's good to break it up. The story, like I try to break it up with something a little, you know, that's either, either a ranchy stor- or a story.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna say the stories or, or voices. Like if you change your, your tone, mm. you, you know, you do do it maybe like a yeah. little bit of a character in there. Um, yeah, she didn't. She don't really
1: didn't do a lot of that, you know. Yeah, it's just it, a, it, it, one thing. It bam, a little bam, wearing. Bam. Yeah. Dangerfield, it's too. It's Yeah, Dangerfield, too. It's like, it's great for like 20, and then you're just like, okay. You know, <laughs> but
3: I'm going to start doing an intermission in the middle of my set. <laughs> Phil's feels time. And...
1: <laughs> After five, take a break. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Adam, anybody comment or
2: uh, let's see. Uh, we got uh, Holly Goody says, Phyllis was a classic, also love her style, and uh, female comics never get the credit they deserve. Dude, I agree.
1: I agree. True. They really don't. Um, I mean, she blew up in a way that is, you know, not a lot of men blew up you know, as much as her. If there's a lot of you know comics that are still playing you know Jersey. They're like, oh, I would I would love to have been treated like Phyllis Diller, mm-hmm. but uh, but yeah, she's definitely you know, very few of these women get that to that level. It's like you know we were talking about you know Ellen DeGeneres and you know we covered her album and you know these guys are just as good as the men. You know, it's just sometimes it's like. You know, unfortunately, I also think there's sometimes it's kind of changed over the years because I feel like, you know, there wasn't a lot of female comedians. Now I feel like there's a lot. I feel like there's a lot more than it used to be. You know, I feel like a lot of women are getting into comedy and they're usually a little better women or women are usually a little better in comedy because they're a little smarter than us. So sometimes <laughs> they <laughs> so, have more perspective. They do. They, women are smarter and for the most part, usually. And so they can, you know, kind of go somewhere. Where,
0: Maybe the for her, for her day, for, for the era that she came out in, she was more edgy than sure. than I think uh, people gave her credit for it. And I think yeah. that's what I really liked about her. She wasn't she wasn't typical. She wasn't she wasn't really even that predictable. Like you didn't expect yeah. what she said to come out of her mouth. Time. Yeah. Remember I mean,
1: as a kid. I mean, her rhythm was predictable. Like once, like Adam was saying, it's like she's doing old jokes. So you knew what, you know, you knew another old joke was coming. You knew it was going to be like, you know, when the setup, you kind of have an idea where it might be headed. But I know what you're saying. Like, she, I'm like, but well, yeah, yeah.
0: Like, I re- like I remember coming home from school or like, you know, watching TV. And like when I was like a little kid and like, you know, remember these shows would be on at like in the middle of the afternoon and they'd have a comic on. You know, I remember the Dinah Shore show. Yeah. You know, I, I do remember that. And I remember like, you know, uh, Phil still on these shows. And again, she wasn't like your she wasn't like your your typical female comedian that was on. She was a little raunchier. Yeah, she was. And I I enjoyed that. I mean, again, to me, I thought it was more authentic.
1: I loved it. Absolutely. You know, and it's funny because Bob Hope kind of discovered her. So it's interesting Mm. because he's Mr. Wholesome and like he (laughs) kind of, you know, kind of helped her kind of pop to the next level. They did a movie together, a couple of movies together. He kind of wanted her to be in and stuff. So pretty cool
4: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
1: All right. So here we go. This is what we're waiting for. Jeff, bring us into the next segment of the show. Ah, okay. So this is an Adam recommendation. OK, and I, I told really... him about it, by the way. But anyway, go ahead.
0: Okay. <laughs> OK, well, maybe maybe that's maybe that's why this one was an anomaly. Anytime Adam suggests something, I'm always like, oh, Adam, I don't know. Um, and I, I got to tell you, yeah. we're, we're going to be talking about uh, the new Prince album. Uh, Welcome to America. And I had my reservations going in. Because, you know, sometimes like when someone, when music is released after an artist passes away, like let's say, let's use Zeppelin, for example, when after Bonham, they go to the vault and they release an album called Coda. And it was, you know, you could see it was all like stuff that could never have made it onto a real record. When this was recorded in 2010, and when I listened to this, I'm like, okay, first track I like, second track I like. I'm about four or five tracks in. I'm like, you know, this is a damn good record. Why wasn't it released back in the day? I don't understand. Um, I think it was an album that had lots of opinions on it, kind of like Sign of the Times, yeah. you know, where he where he does have opinions. He's talking about, you know, he's really still down on the music industry. Um, what, what was the song? And uh, that that you know, uh, running the game. Uh, son of a slave master. He's really, you know, really digging it to to uh, the music business. He goes after the A and R guys, the the record label executives. Um, one of the lyrics in it, you know, which really exemplifies as how do you how do you uh, want how do you want that for a real dope beat? Another A and R uh, guy lying through his teeth. I mean, he's he's not even holding back or or veiling it. I mean, he's just coming out and being savage on this. Uh, and then the other. thing, that really caught me by surprise and could be my favorite track on And there's a lot of tracks I like on this, by the way. Uh, I like like how he also mixed things up. But I love the cover version of Stand Up, Be Strong, the great Soul Asylum song, you know? I thought that was really good, and it's not you know, hey, we're gonna do it note for note, arrangement for arrangement. I mean, he changed the style of the song. You know, he opens up with a beautiful piano riff. It's a duet between him and um, a female uh, female singer. And that's another thing, I didn't know who these female singers were. A couple of these songs, I thought like, uh, maybe a song like Hot Summer, you know, uh, which seemed to like really stand out uh, because of what type of song it was i could have seen that as something maybe he written for another group that maybe he was promoting you know how he used to do vanity yeah. uh five or whatever they were right so i thought you know maybe that's where he was going with that song but i mean there's a lot of really cool stuff like check the record had a really cool uh 70s soul feel to it um i like I, I loved um same page different book you know uh again Funny lyrics, but you know, commentary on God and uh, religion. And even when you a song like "Born to Die" was, was a great um, story song, where you know he's, he's talking about this, this, this. I guess it's a woman who uh, you know she's she's traveling from coast to coast because what was uh, uh, one of the lyrics in there was going from New York to L.A. You know, where she's talking, you know, what you have to do to survive, but no matter what, you're born to die. I thought it was a, I thought this was a really good one. And then, of course, uh, he really goes hard after America and politicians with uh, the title track. Welcome to America. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I really I really didn't know what to expect going in. Uh, my expectations were kind of low. And I thought this was fantastic. I did make a note about the bass player in the group. I thought he held, you know, the the rhythm section really held a lot of this uh, music together. Uh, uh, Tal Wakenfield, I thought, was the standout musician on this. The the bass on a lot of these songs was just really tremendous.
1: Yeah, great, great, great sum up. Yeah, I... um... Yeah, you don't know what you're going to get with something like this because, you know, like I was saying earlier to Anthony, like, you don't know if it's some throwaway that the artist is not, you know, comfortable with. But like you said, you know, with the more like you get into the lyrical part of it, you could tell it's kind of a screw you to the, you know, a lot of to America itself, the way black people are treated and the music industry and things like that. So, yeah, it, it reminds me actually, you know, some of the songs, you know, with the slave song and stuff, it's Son of a Slave Master. It's like, I know you, you know, I know I think she's better than you do, but uh, Nina Simone had Mississippi Goddamn. And that was like a big, you know, that she did a song that was basically kind of going after Mississippi during, you know, the race riots and stuff. And so sometimes an artist do that and it kind of hurt her career. And so I think this is probably one of those, Albums that they were like, yeah, let's think about this one, you know. (laughs) But I don't know. I mean, I know he had a little control over it. Two thousand ten, I would think that he had, but maybe even himself, he didn't want to cause. I don't know. Like, I'm curious how at that point, Jeff, do you think like because he, you know, he became very independent with his releases and stuff, and so I wonder if this was like there were anybody that made decisions.
0: I, you, you, you brought up a great, great, yeah. great, great point with that, with Nina Simone. And, 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 and Okay, so this album was recorded in 2010. It's in the vault. And, I'm trying, and Then I, I was thinking of something that, that I had wrote down. Uh, one of the great lines he writes down, truth is the new uh, minority. Uh, truth is the new minority. Uh, it's kind of like a double jab at uh, of politicians. And then he goes, uh, hope for change, you know, everything takes forever now you got now it's 2010 and i'm thinking well obama is in office mm. and does he want to piss off you know you know the obama you know, the Ob- you know uh, yeah. obama and and, and like you know, you know just how um, how fragile i think america was in the first term of obama's uh presidency so maybe he, he holds off on this i'm just yeah. speculating no i
1: I, I think that makes perfect sense you know and uh one quick thing then we'll go to you guys but uh And then, you know, it's funny because you have all that kind of deep lyrical stuff, you know, about the social commentary. And then the best part is track nine, When She Comes. So you just get this (laughs) sexy, sexy Prince song and you're like, yeah, talking about screwing. You're like, this is what I'm talking about. Yes, yes, (laughs) yes, yes. yes. (laughs) So then you're like, then it takes you back to like, you know, the old stuff. So it's a lot of fun. (laughs) Uh, Anthony, talk to us about the new Prince album.
3: I I liked it a lot. Um, Yeah. Uh, I, I like a lot of Prince stuff, but I don't always like his albums all the way through. Yeah. You know? So um, so I wasn't sure going into it how I would feel. Uh, but you're talking about like, you know, albums, comparing it to other artists that leads up one thing or whatever. Um, I think it's cool that this was a full album. Like it, all of it was intended to be together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't just like piecing together a bunch of leftover demos or whatever. This was like an album. Um, and I, I don't know if this is true, but I was trying to read up about it. And uh, it seems like he put out, a, uh, he was working on this and some other album that he ended up putting out in 2010. And um, yeah, what was that? so either he got, got more excited about the other project or um, some of the musicians, I think it was the musicians that he was working on, on this one they said that um, it's possible that because some of them weren't going to go on tour for this, that he decided not to release it. But they were going
0: to tour under this name though. Yeah. uh,
3: But, but some of those musicians weren't going to tour. He did some of the songs too, I guess, like the the opening track, I guess he, he played live, but um, some people thought maybe that was why uh, he didn't put that one out or he just got excited about the other one that he did end up putting out. So, um, but but I liked it. I thought it was cool. It was like really kind of 70s funk. Right? It voice. sounded
1: very yeah. kind of Isaac Hayes sometimes. Yeah. It would kind of have that feel to it. A little funky Yeah, like a shit. song like yeah. Check the Record. Yeah. Yeah,
2: very song. funky. Very funky. I enjoyed yeah. it. Adam, what do you think, buddy? Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a really funky album. Um, I I gotta go back to when she comes because (laughs) it's so cool. I, I I swear like that, I, you know, Prince's love and sex songs have been parodied so much that I I started laughing. I I thought this was a parody at this point. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, (laughs) you know, I kept thinking of Beck, Midnight Vultures or, you know, all those. yeah, Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I thought uh, like Jeff was saying before, stand up and be strong. A fantastic cover, the Soul Asylum song. Yeah, um, such I, a weird I liked. Uh, too. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Although it, you know the Minnesota connection there.
3: Oh, oh right. right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Um, and um, you know, I liked. I liked the. The I mean, "Welcome to America" is a great song. I liked um, the closing songs Ten Ten, uh "Rin Tin Tin," yes, and one day we will all be free. I yeah. thought the the album ended really strongly.
1: Yeah, it was. uh, Yeah, it was a good listen, man. It was like I was in the car, and it was like sometimes it's like albums are good for car rides and stuff. And it's like you know, it was like L.A. with lights and the palm trees. I was like, yeah, this is cool. This is like a very groovy driving album. So, yeah, I liked it a lot, man. It was cool. And I, you know, yeah, I mean, this is a win. And the other one was kind of a win. Um, What was the other album, Adam? It was um, that they released. It was uh, piano or something. It was just him and the piano. You remember that? Just came out. Oh, yeah, uh, I, I was, think it's, that was, that, one up, that was part of the vault, it was, it was just uh, Prince and a piano, and I think uh, they the recorded, tr- what's it called? Was it The Truth? Was that the one? No, 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 I think it's called Piano Something, um, but it was yeah. uh, basically Prince with a piano, and then I think they recorded it on a boombox.
4: <laughs> so- <laughs>
1: <laughs> Were there any oh, songs oh, yeah. on- uh, What's it called? piano and a microphone piano and a microphone oh, yeah. if you haven't had a chance to listen if you heard of jeffrey it's great yeah. it's so good it's like it's just him like you know just kind of he does purple rain by himself yeah he's got a piano and a microphone <laughs> and a boombox. Yeah.
0: box <laughs> he wasn't he's, really good at naming the albums was he <laughs> oh come on dude there's
1: some good I'm ones I'm fucking around um was there <laughs> any rain. Come on, was dude. There,
0: <laughs> you, were there any songs on this album that you guys would like you know when you went back and listened to it like say I just want to listen to this one more time like a really cool shot Yeah, uh, you, you really enjoyed it like what would you say with, Like, if you, if, if you were the A&R, A&R guy what would you put out as
1: the single Anthony what do you got
3: um I don't remember the titles there was one that was kind of an upbeat it wasn't the Hot Summer but Uh, Yes. uh, huh was it yes i think so is this kind of that was very upbeat yeah yeah. it had a guitar like more more prevalent guitar than some of the other tracks um almost sounded like a rock song could it have been
0: check the record it's kind of like a little bit like like, kind of like sexy vibe little darling nicky
1: ish
3: yeah a little bit let me see uh
1: check the record was definitely good um Born to Die, I liked a lot for some reason. Because Born was, to
0: Die is a really good song, man. Yeah, it,
1: it, it's a messed yeah. up
0: uh, uh, lyrically, you know, where you know it's a sad story, but it's a great catchy yeah. song. Well,
1: that's the thing about this album; it had all those elements of Prince that you love, like you know, like when doves cry. That Born to Die kind of mm-hmm. reminds you of the darkness of that song, mm. and then you know, and then oh, it, it is just,
3: yes, it's yes, yeah that's, yeah, a, that that's a, a single that's a that's a hit yeah, yeah
1: it's there's a couple of big hits on here so it's like it's interesting and i do like your theory uh jeff about just you know probably the timing you know he probably made that choice and uh there's some articles on it we'll read into it a little more any guys have any input on the uh the new prince album welcome to america any twitchers want to come come in on us with uh come in on us that sounded terrible
0: also, have you guys heard this at <laughs> all any of these songs on the radio
1: yeah i mean if there's still radio yeah right uh, <laughs> I, I think they would i think they would play a lot of this i mean we'll see i don't know what the uh, estate has you know what kind of licensing things but, but it's on spotify so i'm sure you could play it anywhere yeah anybody comments or no
2: about the purple the purple warrior See, uh, Happy Mischief says, listening now, didn't know it was a thing until today. Mm. Ah.
1: See, that's what we do here. We, we let right. you know what's happening <laughs> in the music world. Yeah. Definitely right. tr- worth checking out. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's cool. I might buy it on vinyl. It's cool. I was thinking about it. It's, uh, it's a limited you bought edition. it on vinyl? No, I want to. It's a limited edition. It's yeah, about 50 it's- bucks. It comes with a book and everything. It's kind of one of those that, you know, it's like probably kind of, you know, worth if having. You,
0: if you go to... Um, target they i think that they have it and they have it like with yeah. different uh different uh covers and
1: different different colors and yeah and, and, oh. and it's always fun you know that's that's the thing it's like well you know where else can you buy a new prince album so it's kind of exciting you know that's the thing about vinyl it's like it becomes this whole thing where you can just go out and buy the thing and it's a limited edition so you know you feel like you have you know stock in that so it's good so definitely get out and buy it guys vinyl
2: is fun so Adam, what do you got for us? What else is new? Any other dead artists releasing new stuff? <laughs> Let me say, I probably have some on. Oh, yeah, I have some on my list. Uh, but a new- uh, first, so so Hot Summer was the single that I okay. think I think it was the premiere single, and they played it on uh, okay. The Current, which is a, a fantastic um, a, a terrestrial radio station. Oh, cool, cool, cool. So it actually right. did get some airplay. All oh, right, nice. so um, let's see, for new albums, we got the new Lord album, Solar Power. So that's her uh, third oh. studio album. That's coming out this Friday. Um, we got all right for dead artists. We got George Harrison, All Things Must Pass, fiftieth anniversary. Ah, classic. <laughs> he's a great dead artist.
4: Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, he's really dead. He's, he's even barely dead.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there's uh, there's actually three versions of an eight LP, a five LP, and a three LP version. Oh wow, wow. that's exciting! You know, I'm gonna get the eight. <laughs> right,
0: <laughs> I have a lot of time on my hands now.
2: Right. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, we got Megadeth unplugged in Boston uh, from 2001. <laughs>
3: just what everyone yeah. always wanted. Right. Megadeth
2: unplugged. Some Megadeth. Come on, right. Anthony. You
1: got some Megadeth. <laughs> just, uh, just go like this. Just go like this.
0: <laughs> power
1: chords, Anthony. There you go. There you go.
3: <laughs> I don't know any Megadeth, but I, they don't
1: know either. They just go. I hard can play that distortion Metallic
0: Metallic and talent. power chords. That's all you need.
1: Megadeth <laughs> is pretty good. You guys like Megadeth at all? They're okay <laughs> i saw them i awesome. saw them at uh i think it was uh slayer megadeth and metallica at uh, yankee wow. stadium it was uh yeah that that's was Slayer and, and, and anthrax was on that as, as that's well they were right yeah, yeah. That, was, that was a good one it was the four it was called the four yes. something yeah that
3: was good that's a good that's a good tour yeah it was fun
1: I didn't know. I didn't know much about the, you know, Slayer. I've been getting into lately. I feel like Stay I, on. I missed Slayer. Like this is not yeah. a band that I would think to listen to. Because some bands are like, that's way too hard. Like I need some bluesy, <laughs> but they're great. They're good. They're good. Great gym music. I tell you. But that's the thing. I was. So, <laughs> oh yeah. Is at the gym, I did like 450. I was like, dude, Dustin, <laughs> <laughs> You should have been
0: playing some Slayer before you got into that fight at the village lantern. You would have kicked that guy's ass.
1: Oh, uh, dude, yeah. It's okay. I'm okay with a loss. It's fine. <laughs> I was really drunk. There, I was that. really drunk. And I got back up. I never went down, Ray. I never went down, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Daniel. <De Niro. laughs> All, right. All right. Anything else, Adam? Are we wrapping it. Uh, I think that's about it. Awesome. All right, guys, thank you. This is a fun show. And uh, so get the new Prince album, get some Phil Stiller in your life and uh, keep supporting vinyl. This is a great show, guys. Good to see you again. And uh, we'll be back next time. And uh, we'll let you know what's happening on our Instagram, on our Facebook. And uh, check us out. Follow us on all those mediums so we can interact with you and let us know what's happening in the world of vinyl. Good week, everybody. Good week, everybody. Yeah, rock and roll. Check us out, Anthony. All
3: right.
1: You want to do a song? Should I do a whole? Yeah. Yeah, do a freaking song, bro. This is hey, right. Do some Megadeth. Do some Megadeth. <laughs> do your hardest. Do your hardest song. What's your hardest song?
3: Oh, my hardest song.
1: Like, like chord wise, like you know, some
3: hard and rocky. Okay. This, you know what? This one's pretty. This okay. one's pretty hard. It's not metal, but. All right. This is on my uh, newest album. I can't believe it's not better. Which is streaming everywhere now.
4: be better what if the good old days never happened but we just don't remember the future's running late this trip down memory lane is taking a
1: Right. money doesn't buy happiness, vinyl does. <laughs> All right, everybody, thank you, good night. That's our show, yay.